This is the 217 Recovery Podcast with Corey Winfield. You know, when people like reach out and ask for help and it's something as simple as, hey, shipping her a box of tampons. The one thing about this girl is she's never asked me for anything. She may have hinted about tampons. It is the 7th of February, 2023. My name's Corey Winfield and Marnie is doing homework. Like she posts too. But in her seat is a very special guest, my friend, my coworker, uh, Justin Burke. Justin, welcome to the podcast. It's been a minute, my friend. Yes, it has. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, good things happening for 217 Recovery. Good things happening just in life in general. You know, and I was talking about it the other day when I was talking about having sober people problems, some SPPs. <laughs> Cause I was sitting here, I was, I was like doing like work that I need to be doing. And I was complaining like, Oh, I got to do all this work. When three months ago I was complaining that I wasn't doing that work and I didn't have a chance to do that work. And then God opens the door and like, lets the things that you've been praying for in. And then I find myself complaining that I'm doing it. You know, it's like, it's like some of those times, like I, I think I just look for things to complain for or claim, complain about. I mean, maybe that's just me. I don't know. But yeah, I had to stop myself and I was like talking to my therapist about it. And that's when I kind of realized, I'm like, man, I got sober people problems. I was like, this is great. You know, what am I complaining about? You know, like, yeah, I'm stressed because I don't know what I'm doing. And that's, that's the more accurate feeling. You know, it wasn't that I was upset because I had to do this stuff. It was, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And that scares me to do it wrong. And are these people going to think I'm an idiot or whatever? You know, those are more along the lines of the, the true feelings that I was feeling, but yeah, it was stressful, but you know what? I take it all day long, baby. <laughs> like bring it on bring that over waking up, trying to chug down some nasty, whatever is in the bottom of a bottle. That's going to get me to stop shaking and try to barely hold it down. Like p- coming out of my hand. Cause I'm trying to hold it in my mouth and just like, <laughs> like people know what I'm talking about. Some people do. And like, that's horrible. I don't yeah. know. Those are, those are problems that I don't have today. I'm glad. Oh my God. I was talking to a lady today and she was like, well, how do you just not drink anymore? And I was like, well, it's, it's more than just, I don't just not drink anymore. You know, I replaced it with something else. And earlier in my life, I, I felt I was driven, you know, to, to do good things and to, to be where I wanted to be in life. And I was driven to achieve that. And then I think at some point I just became complacent and that's kind of when alcohol kind of took over too. alcohol was like, Nope, you're good, man. You just, just stay right where you're at. Cause we can keep buying those half gallons and that's all I need. Yeah. And I just hit this plateau and like eight years. I just didn't, I mean, I, I advanced a little bit in my career, but like it wasn't, I didn't have any goals past that. And so that was kind of weird, but it, it takes having goals, you know, achieving them and then making new ones, you know, like it's, it's a whole life and being drunk is for much of my life as I was, it's hard to find myself, you know? So I told that person that, and they kind of agreed like, yeah, they're, they're kind of afraid that they don't know how to go find the true, the, the true self. It's hard. Yeah. And it's confusing and it feels awkward. We were just talking about that today in group that I do up in Antrim County with the inmates about just being authentic with yourself and being honest mm-hmm. about how much that could change your whole life. 
and just even the people around you too. And when you start being honest with yourself, you'll notice the bad people just start going away because they don't want to deal with your problems no more. It's just that simple. They just bye bye. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that you think, oh, I'll talk to him forever. I'll talk to her forever. No, you won't. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And you have to draw that line at some point and you have to realize, you know, as toxic as they were for me, I might've been for them, exactly. you know? So it could be a clean break from both sides and a much needed one from both sides. So don't always think like, Oh, they're not going to be able to live without me. Yeah, they will. And it might be a good thing. Right. You know, I mean, there's a friend that I had that I lived with for a while and well, I guess not a while, but for a hot minute. And he came to me when I was like 22 and he was afraid. He's like, dude, He's like, the way you drink, man, you're like on some leaving Las Vegas bullshit, you know? And I was like, what? I haven't seen that movie. And he's like, dude, you're going to drink yourself to death. And I thought he had a drinking problem. And I'm like, how's that dude telling me about this? You know? And he's like, I I seen what you're doing, man. He's like, this is not good. And we had some good times together or whatever. But like, that's one of those where I think me splitting from him did him just as good as him splitting, you know, like me not talking to him. And I just kind of looked at it like he lives down south now. You know, what am I going to call him up and go, hey, buddy, remember when we did this and did that? Okay, no, nobody wants to hear that. You know, like, what really do we have in common besides drinking and getting fucked up? You know, like, not much. You know, so that was one that I thought would hurt. But looking back at it now, you know, like, I hope he's okay. And it was a daughter. I talked to her not too long ago. Like, oh, I don't know, time flies. Probably eight months ago now. But she's like, yeah, he ended up having a heart attack and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, he knows how to reach out to me, you know, if, if he needed me. I didn't block him or nothing like that. It's just, you know, I deleted the number and I don't even know if he's on Facebook anymore. But, you know, those are things you have to do sometimes is cut those people go and cut them loose. And four years later, I'm going, yep, do I miss them? Yeah, I guess. But I like where I'm living now. I like where I'm at in my own head. And what am I, yeah, like I said, what am I supposed to do? Call them up and talk about all the times we used to get trashed? I mean, what, what, what is there? right i mean i mean i would say it's okay to reminisce and remember somewhat but also at the same time we know that's a trick that our brain's playing on us Mm -hmm. to only remember the good times and not the horrible times like you said you know waking up shaking so bad you're worried you're gonna knock your two front teeth out Mm -hmm. because that's true real life stuff right there yeah but I can remember, oh, remember when we went out and we did this and oh, it was so much fun and I watched him beat up like eight guys. Yeah, that was real fun. And I had to wash out my car because I thought I killed somebody. It's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I'm just saying, you know, I'll think about the, the first part of that night and you think, oh yeah, that was a good time. That was so much fun. But then you look at the back end of it and you're like, oh, was it? And that's something that the person I was talking with today said that they were going to go ahead and try to play that tape through. And I've heard it over and over and early when I was going to treatment, people would tell me that. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I don't know if I just never really thought about it or my brain didn't let me play it through. I I don't know. But there was always something that made me turn back to the alcohol, which of course is how addiction works. You know, it, it tells you that you can't live without it. And then, oh, you can just do it this weekend. That was the thing that I would fall for a lot. You know, just, just do it one more time. You deserve it. You know, and, and people told me that that was going to happen and I just didn't believe them, you know, and I guess when I started realizing that I wasn't better than other people that, 
I didn't have some super gene that I traded for my hair. Like, okay, they took my hair, but I had this super drinking gene where I am going to be the only person who can ever drink. But it doesn't work that way. And the way alcohol destroys people and bodies and body parts and, you know, it's bad. It's, it's, a, it's a horrible scheme they got going. Really is, you know, yeah. all the other stuff that that's banned and illegal, but yet alcohol's on every shelf and every gas station, above the counter sometimes. Yep, here you go, kids, drink responsibly. Every aisle. Yeah, don't steal that one. There's no lock on that, but don't steal it, okay? Oh, cigarette, mm those locked up. Right. Yep, you can't get your hands on those. Behind the counter. Yeah, the more dangerous one is sitting right behind you, kiddo. Like, that's the one you really want. <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a scam, you know, and I don't know. Does that mean that everybody should not drink? No, there are some people that can, you know, there's some people that can go out and have a beer they can, they can go have two beers and be just fine. Yeah. I, not that type of guy, Mm-mm. but there's a lot of us that, that can't, you know, and by sticking it out there and that's, I wonder if that's like bait because sometimes in most everybody that kind of hits the, the road that I hit or Marnie hit or other people who drink a lot, you get to the point where you've lost everything and you're barely holding on to a vehicle if you have if you're lucky enough to have that and you still need to drink because your body is going through withdrawals so then you get caught stealing liquor and now you're in jail now you're facing charges you know and it's like you were just trying to get that i've met a couple of people that that's happened to and they said that they finally got caught and they were kind of glad because they're like maybe i can get some help and then they just threw them in jail and then got out you know but well, you know, they probably didn't ask for help while they're in there. I know it took me eight months before I asked for help. I didn't know what I was going to do being in jail. I didn't know what help was. Honestly, I didn't know. I mean, I've heard of rehabs and whatnot, but I didn't know how to actually access it or anything like that. Like, they don't tell you about that. Right. You know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you can go to rehab to quit, but they don't tell you how to get there. Right. They don't tell you how to take the first step, you know, and until you ask. And then they're like, oh, well, here you go. Oh, you need to talk to this person, this person, and so on and so forth. But it's not until you ask one of the CEOs, and, and hopefully you ask a good one, one that won't just spin you around in circles. Like, oh, yeah, well, we'll get you some information, and then they never do. Right. Because you got those type, too, you know. Mm-hmm. But And that's why... Like I had talked to Meyer, kind of. I talked to Lady at Meyer, and she was like, "No, we don't need that. Thanks. We have all of our paperwork on the back door." And I was like, "Okay," but like when I was in radio, like I didn't, I didn't know it was okay. Like there might have been something on the back billboard, backboard, whatever that nobody ever read. And I knew I had a problem, but I didn't think I could go to my boss for help. I, I think, you know, that at that time I just thought, "Oh, they're gonna. I'm an alcoholic, and I'm a bad person. They're gonna fire me because they don't want an alcoholic on staff." Well, they've had an alcoholic on staff, you know, like it seems like they would, and they, and they truly did at iHeartMedia. They, they knew what was going on and it wasn't their first go around with somebody going to treatment, but I, I didn't know that, you know, I just thought that they're going to fire me and it would be over and my radio career would be done. So I'm just going to try to hide it, but I, I can't stop drinking. I don't know what to do. And then your liver shuts down and you're like, well, guess I can't hide it no more. And then I still try to hide it and still, oh, it was these pills I took. Yeah. They, they shut my liver down. No, it wasn't, man. You know, like be honest with yourself, but I couldn't because I didn't, I didn't want to be an alcoholic, you know, just because that term was so negative in my life growing up. So I, I didn't want to be that. So it, it was hard for me to accept it, but 
I wish we could talk to like different companies and just say, look, like, let us, let us just talk to your people, you know, to let to let them know that it's okay. Right. You know, and, and look at the productivity that you're going to get back in return. Because trust me, when I went to work sober, <laughs> I, I did 500 times more, you know, than I did just coming in there dragging ass. So you're going to get more work out of your guys. Your guys are going to feel better, you know, and, and they're going to know that it's okay to reach out for help before it gets too late. Right. And even like my case, you know, I'm a drug addict, for instance, and not really an alcoholic. I mean, I started off drinking when I was younger, but I evolved into drugs more than I did anything else. Um, stimulants. I was always a big kid, so I wanted to lose weight and actually look good. So I dove into cocaine, crack, um, anything that would give me a stimulant boost, boost of energy, I was doing it. Um, it didn't really matter. And it... It wasn't until I actually got caught um, stealing to support my habit um, because we're all going to do things that we don't normally would, would do or never want to do. Like, I never thought I'd get caught stealing from Walmart, not once, but let's say twice. Um, the second time landed me in jail in Kent County. It's Man, I think it saved my life because from there I – got brought back up north for my charges I was waiting for for empty baggies as I jumped my bond. And then I got county year pretty much. Then uh, my PO came up and told me, well, you're not going home to your mom's house. You can't go home to your brother's house. You can't go nowhere, and you need to figure out where. And that's when I was at, well, where do I go? I don't know. You figure that out is what he told me. And from there I started asking CEOs, well, what can I do for to help myself? Where can I go? And that's when they were like, well, why don't you get a hold of treatment, talk to CMH, that's how you get into treatment. But it wasn't until I took the initiative to ask, they're just, they just don't hand out the information like that. Yeah. Or at least they did it three years ago. Some counties do now. I can see some of it as wanting to see if somebody's motivated enough to ask for it. You know, but in your case, there was really no other place for you to go. Mm-mm. You know, like... <laughs> God had you on that path. <laughs> and he's like, no, Justin, this is where you're going to go. You yeah. don't know it even, but this is where you're going, buddy. Like, like I would have never thought my life would be where I'm at today, you know, going out, getting donations for a nonprofit and everything like that to just driving people around, get back forth to treatment. I never thought I would be here in my life. Never one bit wearing button up shirts every day to work, <laughs> you know, a little vest, you know, just, comfortable clothes mm-hmm. make yourself look good every day mm-hmm. never thought i'd be here look you know, at I'm you. always been a blue collar worker wherever i could go find the next plug at it's nuts man i remember when i first met you it's like okay this guy he really wants he wants something he, he wants to talk again you know, you'd always pull me in the office i'm like hey man let's talk and we would talk and you know i'm glad that i did i'm glad that you know, but at the same time, you were doing a lot of things the right way, you know, and you were, you were wanting to find that, that way out, you know, like, cause you saw me there and you're like, wow, this is possible. Like, like people can do this and you know, you have goals and you obtain them and you have other goals and you keep going after those. And you know, that's why sometimes it's hard when people are like, oh man, you must be proud of yourself. You did a lot. And I'm like, dude, I'm just getting started. Like, what are you talking about? 
Right. Like, oh, but you should be proud of yourself. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess. But like, I have 80,000 things I'm still trying to do. So, and then, yeah, it's cool, you know, to, to finally get to this point, which I've been screaming at for the last three years. I just, once we get this, once we get that, and then that's cool. And I, trust me, I am, I'm beyond words really, you know, excited about it, but it's just, there's so much more that I want to do, you know, and, but no, I'm excited. I think I made Marty mad, Marnie mad a couple of weeks ago when, you know, she's like, you should be excited. And I was like, yeah, I want to make a movie. And she's like, ah, stop it with the movie thing. And I'm like, no, but I really want to make a movie. And I don't know how, so I'm trying to learn, you know, and like, those are the things that I'm doing too. And she's like, yeah, but you should be excited about, you know, the grants that we got for, you know, opening a recovery resource community center, whatever it's going to be. And then, you know, for transportation to take people to and from treatment. And I'm like, yeah, I am honey, but I'm just saying like, like there's other stuff that I want to do, you know? And, it's like, well, you need to just do this. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, me and you are both very goal-driven. It's what keeps us sober still. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I didn't have goals, I wouldn't be sober. I, I know that for a fact. I tell people that every day. Even when we go do the um, little in-city treatment center here mm-hmm. every Tuesday night, I tell them all the same thing, goals, 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 because that's what's going to keep us sober. Yep. We're working on something else. And like you just said, you know, yeah, when I check these things off, like I don't realize that how much of an accomplishment I made because by the time I check off one goal, I'm already working on the next one and just keep revolving and revolving and revolving. And it's like never have time to stop, but yet I feel like I should always constantly be doing something more. Right. Because we're not done yet. I don't know if I'll ever be done, but that's, but you're right though. That is having that goal, having that desire gives us purpose and you know, that moves us forward and we need to have something to replace that drug of choice. What better than a goal? Mm -hmm. And when people tell you, you can't do it, that man, that lights a fire and then you just prove them wrong and then you just keep going with it. Right. That is a better feeling than any high. I mean, you kind of come off of it like a natural high almost, you know, about, about being able to accomplish it. So yeah, it feels great, but there's more. Right. There's always more. Mm-hmm. Not happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy, but I mean, I'm not content at all. Right. It's like, all right, what's next? And yeah, nothing happens overnight. You know, it takes time. It takes circumstances. It takes opportunity. It takes luck sometimes but it happens how it's supposed to. And you know, you and I both, we have faith that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to. And it's not always in the way we want it to in that minute. But like a couple weeks ago, I was just like, Oh man, I was hoping we'd get that and this and that. And we'll come find out. I'm glad we didn't, you know, I would have been a world of trouble if that would have happened different two weeks ago, if it had went my way <laughs> two weeks ago, it would have been a whole different story. And I would have been right now going, Oh my God, what happened? So, and I wasn't up that upset about it, but I mean, now I look back at it and go, oh my God, I'm glad that didn't go the way I wanted it to. And that happens a lot in life, you know, and it's going to happen, continue to happen in, in life, but it's how you deal with that situation. And no, I didn't go drink over it. I didn't cuss a bunch of people out. I didn't point fingers at people. I just thought, damn, that sucks. Right. But now looking at it, you're just like, oh my God, I have avoided such a huge mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that could have been the end you know like that would have been horrible but 
yeah so just roll with it sometimes and then you'll look back and, and you'll see what happened was supposed to okay yeah just keep me posted mm-hmm. and you get past the dub coming on and I have to do one drop every show, so I figured yeah. that would be a good spot for it. There you go. Did you listen to that podcast? No, I didn't. Oh, you should. That was a good one. And you go back and find it. I yeah. listened to a few of them driving. Yeah. I do drive a lot, so there's no, really no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse. No. No, my man uh, Adam was supposed to be on a couple weeks ago because we, yeah, I think he actually listened to that one where he was supposed to say midget booty. He's going to work it in. It was going to be a cross promote, you know, me cross-promoting his show and so like he's supposed to say midget booty in his podcast somewhere and i was going to make somebody a one of a kind 217 recovery midget booty t-shirt and then he, he didn't say it because he got afraid oh mm-hmm. that's no good and i was like don't give him too much grief about that and i was like well i have to now but i don't care but he just bought a new board and he's having some trouble with it or something i don't really know but we'll have to listen to his podcast and see if he works something in now. <laughs> I told him not listen to him since he didn't say that, but <laughs> it's been too busy. But I, but yeah, so I understand you being busy, too busy to listen to podcasts. But yeah, I passed to Deb. She was on a couple weeks ago. That was it was a really good podcast. She just got her six years a couple weeks ago, or last week, 29th. Congratulations for her. Yeah, and her story was it was pretty funny. You know, it's the way that things have to happen exactly how they're supposed to. And at the time it might seem like the worst thing ever, you know, when you were sitting in jail, you weren't like, Hey, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be doing some great stuff one day. You were just like, Oh my God, (laughs) this is the furthest thing from your mind. It really was like, I never thought I'd be where I'm at today. Um, I was actually talking to my mom the other day and she told me flat out. She was like, Justin, I don't know why you have such the problems that you do sometimes because you make more than enough money now and everything else to be able to do whatever you want to do in life and you're not using. She goes, so I don't get why sometimes you have certain problems. I'm like, well, problems are problems, you know. We all still have problems. Just because I quit using don't mean I don't have any problems. I just hide them better than most now. And it's not that I hide my problems. It's the fact that that I don't have to hide behind mask anymore. So... I mean, if my problems are on my shirt sleeve, someone's going to see it. It is it is what it is. I don't have to hide behind it no more. But it was just nice to hear her say that, like, boost the confidence almost. Like, you know, you're doing really well in your life. Like, make more than I've ever made at a job. Have a car payment. Never thought I'd have a car payment in my own name. Hmm. That That's a plus. That's a good bonus. You know, just chalking off these little things that I would normally have to ask for help for, I'm able to do it myself because I'm just doing the next right thing. And then, because the reason how I got all got brought up, because I needed to go back to court for my daughter. And my mom was like, well, I'll help you if you need the help. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, my rent's this, my, you know, I got this, this, and this, you know. And she's like, well, you're just living outside your means. I was like, well, what am I supposed to do when my car just breaks down? You know, right when you know it's going to break down, right before it does, though, you're like, well, I don't want to have to do this again, you know, and you're like, time to go trade it in. (laughs) You know, it it happens, though, you know. Mm -hmm. We have to do what we have to do, and I didn't get much money for it, but it is what it is. I like my little car I got. I get, like, 45 miles to the gallon. 
Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I like it. Cost me less than 200 bucks to drive all the way down to North Carolina. Yeah, that's crazy. I think I spent like 325 for the whole trip on gas. It's little. Yeah. I didn't think it would honestly ever do that good. It's little. It's okay. But hey, man, it's yours. You know, you got to do what you got to do. And it, it's great gas mileage. So you, you, you bought it. And, and that's a good thing, man. Because like you said, there was a time where you never thought you'd be able to do that. And here you are today doing things. So just for the people out there, you know, that might be listening and, and might be having a problem understanding what we're talking about. If you have someone in your life that's going through problems with addiction in early recovery, they'll know exactly what we're talking about. And you can just kind of hear us saying it because it goes to their mind too, you know, and when you're in early recovery, it gets so confusing and people are pulling you each way, telling you, Oh, this way works or try this way. And, and you're just trying to trying to get by. And in the back of your mind, you're still trying to think, well, I'll be able to do drugs and drink again one day. I just gotta, gotta get through this first. I thought that way before, but it's not until you really put that aside and really, start accomplishing goals and dreams and finding a purpose that is going to replace those, those drugs and that the thought of using. And now looking back with four years clean, it's not worth it. You know, I heard this rapper guy was like, Oh, I, I was clean like a couple years. And then I went out and I used cause I wanted to feel what it was like to, to go back and use and whatever, dude, there's nothing that would make me want to go back and use ever again. Mm. Like nothing, you know? So, then that's me today, right now, at this very moment. So I don't know what's going to happen in 10 minutes. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But right now, that is me saying that, and I'm 100% sure. Right. That's how I feel right now. You couldn't pay me enough. No. It's just, it's not worth it. And you'll you'll get to that point once you stay clean long enough and start accomplishing goals and start going places and start doing things. You'll get to that point. It's It doesn't happen overnight. You right. know, it it's going to be harder than what you ever thought. But the hard part is just, you know, having the patience to to stay on course, you know, to, to complete those tasks and the, to reach those goals. And, and it, it, you will, and other people will be proud of you. You know, I'm sure my mom's proud of me and dad, I'm sure they're, they're real proud of me, but I remember a time when they weren't. Right. So things can change and they, and they do, but you have to change them. It's like the song from, Blind Melon, the great Shannon Hoon. When life gets hard, it's time to change. You know, and, and ask them, has life been hard? And they'll be like, yeah, it's so hard. Okay, well, it's time to change. Right. Time to change something. Yep. Like that's, that's what happens. When time, when time gets hard, it's time to change because that, that way is not working. So I'll leave you with that. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in, Justin. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for yeah, no uh, hitting the mean screets of Traverse City and, and hustling. We aren't really hustling, but but going out there and uh, getting a nice donation for 217 Recovery. Yeah, that was really uh, un- unexpected. Yeah. That's Never how, once expected that. That's how God works sometimes, man. And we were kind of talking about that in the car, about how I was at this meeting. And I don't know if, if me saying that, but I kind of broke down a little bit just how stressed I was and about how like help and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't like asking for help, but you know, there's times I need it, you know, and I was just kind of having a moment, but then you kind of mentioned some stuff 
through passing in other meetings and it just kind of like kind of turned out to something that was uh like god had planned all along you yeah know, for some really good people who wanted to want to see some stuff get off the ground and and see where we're gonna go so that's it's very appreciative mm-hmm. and special even my fiance is really proud you know and that's another thing that that's really caught me by surprise is an intimate relationship you know it's how easy they are when we quit using like i can't believe it's been all most a year that me and april's been together and it's been really i mean i'm not going to say that we didn't have bad spots outside of us but just me and her it's been a great year really great and i never thought i would actually say that about anybody because normally i try to find something to pick them apart leave them or do anything just to go use again and now that i don't have to do that it's like a blessing it's a godsend so girlfriends are not like cars you don't just trade them in and get a new one no (laughs) no (laughs) just kidding Mm. At, at least not when you put a ring on it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when is the wedding? Mm, I don't know. Sometime coming up soon, summerish. All right. Well, you let us know. I love social media. Mm-hmm. Just tell us there. Yeah. Cool. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. We've thought about eloping. Okay. That's kind of what we did. Because we had a COVID, we had a way with a COVID wedding, so that was beautiful. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Honestly, I'd rather spend a bunch of money on a honeymoon than spend a bunch of money on a wedding. Yeah. yeah. I, me and April's really thought about it. Yeah, think about it. Because now, like, we're older, like, the whole dream thing. It's like, yeah, okay. And I wanted Marnie to have her. And Marnie, our wedding was beautiful. It really was. But we didn't have to do a lot of things that normal people have to do. Right. You know, it was, it was great. I loved it. It was perfect. I used to think when I was younger, man, I want this big wedding, this big party. No, I don't. I didn't want that. Not, not at that point in my life. You know, I honestly thought I've always wanted a big wedding at one point in time in my life. I did the small wedding once. It was all right, but I didn't go on a honeymoon or nothing afterwards. That was the first time I got married, first and only time. But I, I don't know. I just This time it just feels different. I'd rather go out on a nice vacation yeah. afterwards and... Yeah, it's not worry about anything, you know. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I, I hear you. So, all right, now we wrap it. I'm the king of like, all right, we're gonna wrap it up, and then like I go for ten more minutes. But that's I. It's a Corey thing. Yeah, it's a Corey thing. Thanks for tuning in. Two seventeen recovery dot com is our website. Get the app, which is free. Anybody who signs up for a shirt gets one. Little FYI. Oh yeah, shout out to a guy in South Carolina. Thanks for reaching out and should have his shirt by now so till next time see you later thanks for listening to the 217 recovery podcast when a bunch of free shit from 217 recovery go to the app or the website 217recovery.com